I'm Jackie Rodriguez, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one at a time. And I'm here with my two friends. Jason is back. This is Hello. Yep, he's the OG. And Vanessa. Hello, everyone. I like your decor in your background, Vanessa, with the Christmas tree. Very Thank nice. Thank you. Yes, getting into the holiday spirit. Keeping yes. the holiday spirit going. I actually um, set up my gift wrapping cart last night. Oh, you have a gift wrapping cart? Yeah, because you know how you like have to wrap presents and then it's like a mess in your living room and you have to reorganize and put things away. That way I just yeah. put it on the cart and roll it away. Oh. Okay, that is very Monica of you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good well this episode is dropping after christmas but we're co- we're recording it about like two weeks before so anyways so that's the timing of everything but that but, seems like a very monica you're you're showing your monica today yes you are yeah i mean <laughs> wait until we start talking about her towel organization this episode is the 84th episode the one with phoebe's uterus it premiered january 8 1997 with 23.66 million viewers vanessa want to give us a quick recap Yep. So in this episode, Phoebe's little brother, Frank Jr., is now married to Alice, and they ask Phoebe for a big wedding gift of life. Joey gets a job as a tour guide at the museum where Ross works, and division in the break room follows. Monica (laughs) shares with Chandler seven tips about women's needs. (laughs) I feel like starting from this episode on, it starts getting better and better. It was like a little bit... No, I don't want to say dull, but a little bit, you know, less interesting to me. But then with these episodes, things started picking up. I agree 100%. I thought this episode just it touched me. And it's funny. It's emotional. It's it's really, I, I thought this was really great. I, and I agree with you. It's been kind of, you know, okay. This season's been just kind of okay. But this, they really ramped it up here. Uh, it, it's... I, I, I love this episode. I really do. I really like it a lot. Yeah. Did it touch you? Did you cry? I did not cry, but it um, it definitely was emotional. Did you cry? It tickled you. Um, no, I just more like, oh, like kind of yeah. like that. Especially, we'll get to it, but um, Phoebe at the end when she says, yes, I'll, I'll do it. You see the little like tears in her eyes. <laughs> Where shall we start? <laughs> Okay, those seven tips about women's needs. <laughs> so when I first saw this a long time ago, I automatically thought when Harry met Sally, Meg Ryan, and oh my gosh, who's it? Who else is it? Millie Crystal. Yes. So I automatically thought of that right away. Even though I've never seen the movie, I know the iconic scene where she fakes an orgasm and like makes the noise in the cafe. So that's what I kind of thought of when Monica was doing this. So. You both should make New Year's resolutions to watch that movie. Okay. Okay. Rob Reiner directed. It's very cute. Or that's my recollection. That was, (laughs) (laughs) my God, 30 years ago. I thought it was really good the way Monica draws the diagram and then numbers them all out. And then (laughs) Rachel likes to make me laugh and goes, toes. Yeah, no. Oh, for some people. <laughs> she has a total moment there. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Does Rachel have a foot fetish? I don't know. Maybe she has a hidden one. I don't know. <laughs> she did. Remember in the one with the beach, she talked about painting uh, oh, Ross's toenails. Yeah, it's 
true. That's true. And then with this scene too. So I also noticed when I started watching Friends on streaming, because I did it initially on DVD, after that scene, they each leave into their own bedrooms, Rachel and Monica, and then turn <laughs> to the bathroom. And so, but when I was when I watched started watching Netflix and even on the iTunes version, they they just cut out of it. Yeah, they, that wasn't in the one I watched on HBO yeah. Max. And they shut the door. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so maybe that's like a little racy, you know? Yeah. So, but well, I mean, it was racier then to be on broadcast television than it is to be on streaming and HBO now. Yeah, exactly. So you'd think like HBO Max would, I mean, HBO of all things would have right. you know, that scene in there. But yeah, that's so. I thought it was good. And I just imagine like Courtney Cox doing this scene. I just like, how do they keep a straight face? You know, yeah. Pros, but you know, how many takes did it get her to get it perfectly right? Yes, I know. But the best part of the whole thing is when Kathy comes back in and hugs Monica and thanks her. I mean, yes. that is the best. The <laughs> That's like you know that taking the joke to the next level because yeah. I did yeah. not expect that or anticipate yeah. that. She's like, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was good. It was good. It was a good little like you know because everything else is emotional, and that was that was pretty funny. So, so this is also the the second job that one of the friends has gotten. Joey, right? He worked at Chandler's office, and now he's working at the museum with with Ross. Which who everybody? I guess everybody gets everybody jobs because Rachel uh, Phoebe works with Monica some. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. those age, you're all just helping one another out, right? Yes. Yes. And with this, so the first time that we get introduced to it is when um, they, it's in the beginning of the episode where Ross tells the friends, Ross and Joey tell the friends, and Chandler actually makes a Donald Trump joke. It's so funny when we see like past shows and includes our, our president. <laughs> so he makes this joke where he goes, Donald Trump wants his blue blazer black, and he says black instead of back. And that was actually a mistake but because he messed up the line and because the rest of the cast improvised, they and they thought it was so funny that they left it in the episode. <laughs> so funny. I thought that was cool that they just kind of left it in there because it shows um it shows, you know, them Monica going, You're stupid. <laughs> so. It was funny. And it was funny to hear uh, Trump being referenced in there, but yeah, he was a he was a New York character in the nineties mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I was watching Sex and the City the other day, and then they make like a few references to more oh, than really? a few references in Trump. Yeah, that. that's funny. Oh yeah, there's like three or four of them because it's again a New York show, and Sex and the City is actually filmed there, unlike Friends. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, so like you said, Joey gets a job at the museum, and that's where we meet our pal Sherry Shepard. <laughs> Yeah, she, she got a showstopper performance. Yeah, she did. I really think she made the episode too. Like it was definitely a standout performance. Um, I I would say my favorite guest stars that really stood out to me were her, um, what the Eddie the the roommate who wouldn't leave, mm-hmm. and then um, I always liked Giovanni Ribisi. I mean George Clooney was great too, because he's George Clooney. Mm-hmm. But as far as like comedic, I would say yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, but and I, what I think is another show something I thought was Brooke Shields and um and then Sherry ends up doing a guest run, I mean a, a, a recurring run on Suddenly Susan too with the Brooke Shields show. So 
thought that was funny too that they were both standouts in this and then they go on to work together on that. So we have a lot more with Sherry Shepard. We have a bonus episode coming next time. Yay! So we'll talk a whole lot more about with her about that. And she's got some fun insight about, you know, what it was like to be on the set and, and mm-hmm. all, all of that, that storyline. Have you guys ever experienced that um, lunchroom dynamic where one group sits in the other and then the other group sits on another side? I did in, in high school. school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> middle school high school well actually no high school not really we had off-campus lunch but most like the cool kids would go to a certain deli and all that but middle school was very much like that very was it clickish like, like that oh totally it was like oh you're part of that group you go over by this tree and you hang out by the tree and if you like a guy from this group you can't because they're part of like the cool group and you somebody else in that cool group is gonna like them it was totally childish but it was middle school and that's what like seventh and eighth graders do and whatever but but i feel like part what we do have you know in all workplaces that that routine of i always sit here yeah. More like the you know the thing when there no one is re- the episode where no one's ready. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there. I always sit in this place. You know, even our department head managers meeting that we we haven't had it since COVID. But when we used to go to the conference room, everyone would sit in the yes. same chair. That's and if true. somebody came in to replace the other person, it would throw off the whole dynamic. Yeah. Like that's you our after like, show meetings. Our after yeah. show meetings. Yeah. When somebody like, would like sit in my spot, I'd be like, oh. What? Like <laughs> I felt lost. Creatures <laughs> <laughs> of habit. Yeah, and we have a side scene now because we're all like distanced in COVID. But even before then, sometimes people would come in. Who used my computer after my shift? <laughs> but now we're assigned, so it's all good. But yeah, I totally get it. So it is funny. We have a lot more to talk about that in the next episode. So please stay tuned to that because it's it's definitely worth your worth worth a listen. You know, kind of eye opening too for Chandler because he's so, or Joey, I mean, because he's so used to seeing Ross as just Ross. He's not Dr. Ross to him. He's just another friend. But then obviously getting that job with Ross and then going into the lunchroom, he sees a different side of Ross mm-hmm. that he never would have imagined. And he never thought Ross would have been Dr. Ross. Sitting yeah. on that side, and you're in a blue coat, so you sit on that side. That's, that's a good point, Vanessa, because they always do make fun of Ross for his like saying, "I'm a doctor," you know, yeah. and he actually is. And that's a good point. I never thought of that. It's like his, you know, his work at work. He is like you said, Doctor Ross. So he he holds himself to a high standard. Yeah. And then yeah, he uh, when he's at home, he's just Ross. Ross. That's true. That's yeah. true. We, you know, we we all put on different masks for different roles, I guess, right? That's true. You're yeah. different at work than you are at home, and or in different Sometimes. group friend groups. I think I'm the same, but you know, <laughs> 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 I'm as goofy as hell at work. I hear music. I throw my hands up. <laughs> That's so true. All right. All right. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk about the big part of the uh, of the show. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
And we're back. So we talked about the two funny part of the episodes. Now we're talking about the heart of the show, the emotional part of the show. Jason, this was your favorite part. I love Phoebe so much. I mean, I always love Phoebe, but she's just too much. I, I, I can't even take it. It's too much. Why? Uh, because it's just she is really doing this huge thing for this brother that she doesn't even really even know. Yeah. And they're a kooky couple. <laughs> Yeah, I love them together, though. <laughs> they're, they're cute. They make it work, but they're a kooky couple. But she doesn't even really know that. It's not like it's a brother that she grew up with. Yeah. And, but it's, she's doing something that she can do to make them happy. happy. Yeah. It's just the that, whole thing with the puppy analogy and Terry Gar and the puppy is the that is hilarious, too. Yeah. Once she gives her the puppy, <laughs> and Terry gives her the puppy, <laughs> and then she completely loses her because she's just playing with the puppy and does not paying attention to what, <laughs> what she's telling her and the guidance <sighs> that she's giving her. So it's the older Phoebe can't reach the younger Phoebe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful because you, like, you think, like, would you do that for somebody, you know? And like me, I'm childless, you know, and I don't have a boyfriend. I'm single. And like, if my sister asked, I probably would, you know, like if, if my brother asked, I probably would, you know, just because you have, you want to do something for people you love, you know? So, I mean, it's such a selfless thing for Phoebe to do. And I love seeing that side. We knew that of her, but now it's like seeing that side of her, you know? Yeah. So, I know. Yeah. I know one person who did it. I wasn't close with them or anything, but it was mm-hmm. like a whole job. Um, a little, a little girl, her mom was a surrogate for her sister. Oh. Um, and it, it was just, it's something you never hear of. Yeah. I, I don't think it's like, I mean, personally, I have never really Thought heard of that happen except for that one person. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously I do hear of all the, all of that stuff, but yeah, it's, it, it was just also, I remember when I heard it, I was like, well, it's like really nice because you never hear anybody really doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, too, I think it makes it a little different when, it's like, Phoebe's doing it for her brother. So she'll be able to, like, see them grow up. Whereas, like, sometimes when, you know, there are people out there that do it, the surrogacy for, um, as a job or something or some extra form of income, but they don't get to see um, the person that they raised in their belly. So I think that's all different circumstances. But it's just, this was, what, 1997? So I... When did IVF and all that become like popularized? Did this popularize it or like kind of? I mean, IVF was out there, but there was, I don't recall there being a lot of surrogacy going on in the the 90s. I feel like it was probably pretty new. I mean, it happened, but not to the extent that it does now. Mm. That's interesting. So maybe like putting this in the storyline and all this. Well, we know the reason why she did the storyline is because actually Lisa Kudrow actually got pregnant. and so that's why they implemented this. Do you know how I found figured that out? Huh. Because in the next episode, I don't want to get ahead. I saw her. I'm like, oh, she's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> she had, like, held the coat in front of her. I'm like, yeah. she's pregnant. Yeah. I, I, it's funny because I realized it in the previous episode. Yeah, she, yes, oh, really? Was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, why? Like the placement is not right like mm-hmm. i just you know and yeah because she just she was holding like a pig a magazine with a pig on it then she kept having the guitar on her and like mm-hmm. she was very slouchy so i just that's funny because i didn't yeah i didn't hey, she's holding a, a jacket in front of her belly on, on the neck in the next episode <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of hard because it'd be like um monica is always wearing like kind of tighter clothes you know with her dresses and things and so um when they when they're hiding Phoebe, she's always kind of in those like loose clothes anyway. So it is kind of hard yeah. to catch, 
you know, like her style is kind of like that boho chic. And so, um, yeah. And I like how they just introduced this and kind of took like maybe, maybe like, you know, po not popularized, but like, it's okay to have surrogacy IVF and all of that and made that the storyline. And I like how they just kind of made it like kind of kooky with like the brother and the wife. So. Yeah. I'm, this is, was certainly the unexpected way they could have gone. It could have gone in any number of ways. Mm -hmm. She could have just, I mean, she could have just disappeared for part of the season two. I mean, that certainly has happened mm -hmm. uh, on other shows. Yeah, or cut the season shorter, you know, like they did that again. Sorry to bring it back to Sex and the City, but they did that in Sex and the City. They cut a season in half. So when Sarah That's Jessica Parker, yeah. And yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker gets pregnant and they cut a season in half and because it's not going to fit into the Carrie Bradshaw storyline. And so they just did that. So I like that they did this in a way that it's not going to like, Phoebe has to find, it's not, she, they're not going to hook her up to a random person. They're not going to have her have a baby all the time around, you know, it doesn't fit into the storyline. And so right. they had to kind of, it's a clever way to do it, to be the surrogate for the brothers so that you always don't have to have like kids involved, you know? So. Yeah. But it was, it was just so sweet to like seeing, you know, Lisa Kudrow, Phoebe, you know, telling them, yeah, I'm going to do it. And it's like, there were tears in her eyes or like around her face. I don't know if you guys know, guys noticed. No, I, don't know I didn't like, notice. Like, I don't know if she was crying before that, like in a different take or like what prompted that. I'm sure maybe just the happiness and, yeah. and surrounding like a storyline. Maybe she knew someone personally who was going through it. Or she's, you know, she's a mom she's herself. Too. Yeah. She's pregnant too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. the pregnancy hormones if you get them. I mean, none of us have been pregnant here, so. But yeah, the, no, no. not me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the when she sees how happy they are with the puppy, and she goes, "Oh, you can have it," and then she, that's when she decides. Mm -hmm. I mean, that moment was that whole analogy was really, really yeah. good and very impactful. When she sees the joy, and then like knows that she can give them something that they can't get anywhere else but from her. Mm -hmm. It's it's super super sweet. It's so yeah. beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's just like it tugs at your heart. You're like, ah. Oh. But I do still get chills when she decides and they all hug each other. I still get the chills. Like this whole storyline. I love it. So I love it too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Did you guys have any favorite lines? I had a few. Um, one was the whole seven thing, the whole analogy thing. <laughs> the other one was uh, one of Sherry Shepard's lines where she goes, I'm Rhonda and these aren't real. <laughs> I also liked to. Uh, Ross's speech in the cafeteria mm -hmm. and Joey stands up and he says, I will sit with you, Dr. Geller. Oh, it's like the, the, I have a dream speech. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. There that was a was lot good. to pick from this episode. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah was. It was really great. It was probably one of my favorite episodes so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Did you have any favorite lines? I'm with you. Uh, Ron, uh, that whole confessional mm -hmm. in the cafeteria that was really good. Mm -hmm. really funny. And then Rhonda just, they're telling that kind of serious things, and then she just makes it funny. Yes. Yes, she does, and delivers it so well. So she <laughs> talks, and she'll talk about that in the next episode, too. So, and speaking of the next episode, like you said, we have Sherry Shepard with us. It's a special bonus episode. She kind of gives us a lowdown of what it was like to walk onto the front set, get the role, and then surprisingly what happened afterwards as well who she worked for so she'll talk with us all about that yeah and if you like this episode subscribe download leave nice comments and five star ratings see you next time bye bye